What better way to hear how to get results from podcast guesting than chatting to a real client and successory from a podcast guest booking agency. I chat with Julie Fry of Your Expert Guest and Danielle Hayden of Kickstart Accounting about why she started podcast guesting, her goals, how and why she pivoted her interviews, what metrics they tracked, and the results it brought. Why didn't I think of doing this kind of interview sooner? It was so much fun. Let's take a listen. So, hey, welcome to the Leverage Your Podcast Show. I'm your host, Lindsay Phillips of smoothbusinesspodcasting.com. My goal is to help you leverage podcasting to skyrocket your visibility, authority, and business by sharing insider secrets from podcast industry experts, including myself, who have created a successful business through podcasting. So let's dive in. Hey everyone. So of course you're probably wondering why there's three people here because I've never done that before. So I'm really excited about today's chat. We have Danielle Hayden and she is a reformed corporate CFO, chief financial officer, who's on a mission to help rule-breaking female entrepreneurs understand their numbers so they can gain confidence needed to create sustainable profits. We all love profits. And of course, Danielle has connected with Julie, who's the founder of Your Expert Guest, a podcast guest booking agency for thought leaders that want visibility without spending hours on social media. And of course, I've had Julie on my show before. We're, you know, well-connected and um, we all love podcasting. So I thought it'd be really cool to bring Danielle on and Julie kind of give like an actual story, right? Like people love stories and to see how Danielle's journey has been and the results that she's gotten from guesting on podcasts. So welcome to the show, guys. I'm super pumped to have you guys. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. This will be fun. Yeah. So Danielle, I want to start off with, with you kind of like what made you reach out to Julie and what made you think, oh, I need to start guesting on podcasts? Yeah. So it was a long time ago that I started guesting on podcasts. I actually didn't think of it on my own. Um, I was doing uh, um, a VIP day with someone called um, Nikki Roush from um, your sales maven. Okay. Um, so Nikki and I were working together and she had mentioned that it was one of her strategies that she used and, um, and had suggested it at the time. And it, it's been a very long roller coaster of, of podcast guessing, but when she had suggested it to me, I thought, oh my gosh, what a beautiful way to be able to speak without having to create my own podcast. Cause I didn't know how at the time yeah. we, we do have our own podcast now. At the time, I would have never been able to do that. So for us, it was a great way for me to find find my voice, start to understand what the audience wanted to hear, um, what podcast guests or podcast hosts wanted to talk about. Numbers and finance, well, one, they can be really freaking boring and dry. And daunting. Um, it can be really difficult to talk about. There's a lot of money mindset issues that go involved in that. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it, it's a, it's a really, really heavy topic. And so by guesting, I was able to really approach that in a way that was an experiment to learn. Nice. And I love the point that you brought up about hosting a podcast can feel kind of like, oh my God, you're like stepping off the edge of a cliff, but like 
guesting on a podcast is that perfect segue to like get your feet wet and get used to, you know, speaking on stage, so to speak. Um, it's just funny because I actually sort of felt like it was the opposite. Isn't that weird? Oh, that's interesting. (laughs) Because when I'm hosting, it's like, it's about the other person. Right. So I'm like asking them. So I feel more like in control. Whereas if, if I'm guesting, it's like, it's all about me. So it's like, what if they ask a question and I don't know how to answer it or whatever. Right. I just didn't have the confidence. I can totally see that. And you've had your podcast for a long time, Lindsay. Mm. So how long was it before you started guesting on podcasts? That's a good question. Probably a good year. I know. I just, I felt like it was putting myself out there more. So it's kind of funny where like some people feel more comfortable guesting versus hosting. So yeah, it's just funny how we all get in our heads different ways. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) That's what it is. It's in our heads. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. And so when you started guesting, like what was the first thing that you did? Like, did you have to figure out, oh my God, what are my topics going to be? Like, cause that to me is like, was the biggest hurdle, honestly. So, um, at the time I had just launched, uh, a two-part book series called the profit planner and it made it very easy for me to come onto the show to talk about that that yeah. book and the content within that book. Uh, so I feel like I was able to come into this with, I'm not going to call it a crutch, but um, with an aid that because that book had just launched, because I had very specific content that was within that book, it gave me very specific content to speak about. Yeah. Um, but again, I approached the whole thing with a learning experiment do hosts want to talk about this, right? Like, do they really want to, you know, the topics that were within this book, do they really want to talk about it? Um, and we had organic conversations uh, with, with different hosts and within the industry to start to refine that messaging over time. And I had to do a lot of self-reflection and really think about what questions do our clients ask, right? Mm. Like we work with hundreds of entrepreneurs and so we have this window into, into our ideal client and by, by just stepping back and listening to them. Um, so we experimented with the book and the content within the book. And then from there, we, we just paused and said, all right, let's just ask questions. Mm-hmm. So I went back to my team and we reflected on what are our most common questions that we are getting from our clients via email and on our calls now we can bring that back to the audience and talk about those topics. That's such a great idea, Julie, because you, it's so easy a, when you write a book, but also when you guest on shows, like we all step into it with our own agenda, right? Like, Oh, I want to talk about this because it pushes to this service or I know this topic really well. So I feel like it's important to me, but you, you really need to think about what your listeners care about. Yeah, that's actually one of the questions on our intake form for new clients is what questions do you get a lot from either your clients or people in your industry or people that are wanting to learn about your services? Because if people are asking those things, there are other people that are listening to those podcasts that want to hear those same answers. 
Yeah, absolutely. So when you guys connected and um, I know a little bit about your kind of behind the scenes onboarding process, Julie, but I'd like to kind of hear it from, from your terms. Like when you had a conversation with Danielle, like, how did you talk about the goals? Like, cause you can't just be like, Oh yeah, you want to be a guest. I'll put you on shows. Like it, it's more than that. Well, so Danielle and I started working together after she had a, a lot of podcast interviews under her belt. So she um, had the benefit. And I think it might be kind of interesting, Danielle, for you to talk a bit about how you pivoted, uh, you know, from going on talking about the book to, you know, really speaking to the questions that your ideal clients struggle with and learning about what types of shows are best for you, because then that's yeah. when we came into the picture. So Danielle is a highly sophisticated uh, podcast guest, I would say more so than the majority of, of nice. entrepreneurs that are going on to shows. So do you want to speak a little bit about that, Danielle? Yeah, absolutely. So um, after we had, um, we had started with the book and when we closed out every uh, podcast, you know, if somebody said, Hey, where can we go find you? Um, I would lead them to, you know, kickstartingcountyinc.com slash check out the, the profit planner. Right. So yeah. I was, I was sending them to the profit planner. Um, I think at the time we were trying to build the email list and giving them like a seven day preview of the planner. Um, and then from there, I said, I had to step back and say, what is the goal of podcasting? It wasn't, the goal wasn't to sell more books. The goal at the end of the day was to work one-on-one -on -one with women business owners who needed to understand their numbers. And we, we do that through bookkeeping and then strategy. So that is where we get to make the biggest impact and where I believe are the biggest value us. So with that goal in mind, we had to, to continue to shift. And so we shifted into talking about like, maybe the goal isn't just to build our opt-in list, right? Because I, I hear a lot about that. Mm -hmm. So we stepped away from that. And we said, the goal is to walk away from a podcast booking discovery calls. We wanted to specifically connect with people. Now, what we continue to learn because we track all of the numbers <laughs> we tracked what shows that we we were going on how many email subscribers we did get from whatever link was in that show um how many discovery calls were from that show and then how many close clients so we had a lot of information what we learned over time is that the business of an industry was the best podcast for for our firm uh, what what i mean by that is um the business of we're a therapist, right? So maybe you're a, a group therapy or, or you have your own therapy office and you are listening to a podcast on how to run the business side of your business because you were taught how to be a therapist. You weren't taught how to be a business owner. Mm -hmm. And so um, a lot of those individuals are listening to the how of business. And what do they need to know? They need to know their numbers and oh, yeah. how to understand that information that's one of the key pieces of being a business owner. And you don't learn that in, um, no. you know, when you're in school to be a therapist. And so over time, we realized that the best shows for us was the how of business. Now we are an accounting firm that works with various industries. So we are not only working with therapists, but we work um, online space, business coaches, um, health coaches, yoga studios, retail locations. So there is a lot of um, a lot of space, um, in order to be able to, to do that. 
um, and experiment with that. For sure. And I, I, you clearly have a, a good understanding of what your bread and butter is, what your business goals are that are going to generate that revenue. Clearly that's what you do, but even understanding or seeing who your ideal client are or is, because you could be like, yes, we serve all these people, but, um, I don't know, therapists or lawyers or whoever are the easiest, less stress they're in, they take action. They're like, they check off all the boxes for you. It's the easiest, right? Yes. Some types are more high maintenance than others. Let's call a spade a spade. Um, so like you do want to attract those that makes your life easier and you're able to scale your business. So like, I just want people to understand and hear this because tracking all those results will tell you, like, like you said, you had to change like your lead magnet, reevaluate your goal, what kind of podcast you were on and why. And so I love Julie that you like deep dive into those overarching questions. Cause a lot of people don't. Yeah. Yeah. There's still a lot of people out there, um, that want to go on shows because they're a big name show. And, you know, we hear time and time again from people, not our clients, but people that go on these big name shows and sometimes even pay to go on shows mm. and there's no ROI <laughs> because they're serving too broad of an audience. Yeah. That's the number one thing. And Danielle is a genius at this of knowing like, who your ideal client is, why are you going on shows? What's your ultimate end game and go hard after that. Um, the other piece, I think that um, she does really well and that we also encourage our clients to um, consider the relationship with the host. Yes. And depending on what shows you're going on, that host may be a phenomenal referral partner for you if that's, you know, a way that you gain clients. So considering your relationship with the host, I think is really something to take into consideration and play, pay close attention to. Don't be transactional about the interview, stay in touch afterwards, because yeah. you might be able to have a terrific business partnership and relationship. Agreed. Julie, can and I just elaborate on yeah. that? Because there's, there's a few golden nuggets in there. Um, that was something that I didn't realize at the start was to stay in touch and, and that I could have a relationship with the host just as much as I could with the listeners. And we have done business with hosts. So we have had um, quite a few hosts who ended up becoming clients. Yeah, um, They were our most intent listener, right? They were listening to everything that we had to say. And at the end, they would say, uh, my bookkeeper's not doing any of those things for me. I'm booking a call um, or, uh, you know, how, how do we make, how do we make this change? Because they were in tune. So I appreciate the fact that I didn't come in with the mindset of, oh, that host is too big or too small or not the right fit, right? They were able to be a client, just like the, the audience was able to be a client. Um, we've also came back to speak to groups. So I've been on shows where that host had a membership or some type of, of, of group coaching where I was able to come back and speak and in, speak into their group. Nice. So again, just having, having that relationship. Um, but all of this is from, you know, we're, we're talking about a lot here. I 
think I've been doing this for three, four years. So none of these things were refined in a three month contract or a six month contract with, with, with your, with your team, right? It, It is over time being willing to spend the time to track the numbers and then spend the time as a business owner to look at the numbers and ask yourself what's working, what's not working and continuously making a pivot. That's a great point. And I think so many people go into it to be like, as soon as they were on a show and I've seen this where they've been on a show and literally two weeks later after it's gone live, they're like, oh, but I only have this many leads that have come in from that. And I'm kind of like, it's like, there's so many moving pieces. You can't just look at that one little sliver. And like you guys have said, like the relationships that you have with if you're hosting the guests or either which way they are invaluable. And same with me, Danielle, I didn't think about that until way later. And now I'm, it's really only been in the past, I would say eight, nine, 10 months that I've really like dug into that part and spent more time on it. And even I'm being more intentional with like, who's on my show. Cause yes, the content's important, but on the flip side, that relationship is even more important to me. Um, yeah, this is why podcasting is so amazing because it checks off all the boxes and there's, you don't just go in with like one little goal and like, that's it. Like you, you get so much back. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. If you value the power of relationships, yeah. Right? Um, Danielle said something that I wanted to kind of play off on is we, we all know Nikki Roush, your sales maven. And one of the things that I know I've learned a lot from her is to pay attention to buying signals. Mm. And so Danielle had said that she's had a number of hosts book a discovery call with her at the end of the interview. And that would be one thing to definitely mention to your listeners is if you're a host, you're being interviewed and your host is really like leaning in and asking questions and you almost feel like they're trying to get a personal coaching call from you. Like ask them at the end of the interview, Hey, you know, this is the kind of thing I work with my clients with all the time. Do you want to hop on a, do you want to set up a time to have a discovery call? Um, Because if you pay attention to those clues Mm -hmm. that they're giving you, you know, you could convert that host to a client. That's a great point. What was most surprising for you over the past few years, Danielle? Oh, I think the power of the relationships. I didn't realize um, that I would make friends and connections and, um, you know, I'm going to give a very specific example. I was on a show. um, This was right before the pandemic. So early 2020. And a friend of mine who is now a friend listened, uh, her name's Brandy Gar, and she has a podcast called the wedding, um, wedding pro CEO and Brandy heard me on a show. She had did a discovery call and then the pandemic hit shut down. So she didn't sign up right away, but she had emailed me during that time and said, Hey, would you like to come and be on my show? And I, I've been on her show. Uh, she became a client, um, as, her business re-recovered from the pandemic. Um, and then she came on to our show, Entrepreneur Money Stories. And the relationship just keeps on building. I recently flew down to Florida to speak at her conference and nice. um and, and have three days of nothing but pure connection with her. Yeah. So 
you know, it's just this, this um, really transformative process of having friends throughout the entire, you know, um, not just like I'm, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, right? Yeah. <laughs> they're not here, here in Cleveland, Ohio, right. That they, they are people who I would have never had the opportunity to connect with. And because we were able to stay in close contact, we were able to continue to have yeah. this relationship together. So I think that's what I was most surprised about. I thought it was going to be more transactional and don't get me wrong. There's been plenty of hosts where it was transactional. Oh yeah, uh, but there has been so many other relationships that have been built out of this. Absolutely, and yeah, I didn't anticipate the the personal side of it. We're like, yeah, and some of them like we have a Zoom just to like hash like how are you, how's your business going? What's going on in your personal life? And like mm-hmm. we'll just like have a coffee, so to speak, and like yeah. we touch base on Facebook and DM and hey, just checking in on you or. Yeah. Like I, I did not anticipate those personal connections. Um, yeah. there's no need to go to networking events anymore. Right. True <laughs> this enough. This is the best kind it's of so networking. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, so when you, because to me, when I think guesting, I automatically think to grow my e-list and you're sharing a lead magnet, bring them into your funnel and so forth. And I don't hear of many people offering discovery calls on podcasts was that pivot like scary to you and like how how were the results or did did it take a while to like come in and I know it's quality versus quantity most of the time really so how did you find that because that would be scary to me um well I didn't call them discovery calls I call them strategy calls um it was you know, it wasn't like I started saying, and then all of a sudden, you know, everything phones are off the hook. Um, but it was a, a, a slow and steady growth. Um, but they could still come to the website and come into the lead magnet, right? Yeah. So what I'm saying is come to kickstartingcountinginc.com and book a call, right? So they're going to come to the website mm. um, and it might say slash whatever that podcast host yeah. podcast name is. Um, however, they're still coming to the website. And the first thing that you can do on that website is sign up for the seven day bootcamp, or you can click the button and, and, um, book a call, or you can click learn more. So to me, it wasn't as scary because I was inviting them to the site in which they can choose their own adventure, right? You can listen to more episodes, right? Um, I had one gentleman say to me, Danielle, when's your next, uh, episode come out, coming out? And he sent me a Instagram DM and, I said, I don't know, David, I don't have my own podcast yet. <laughs> it's just whenever somebody releases yeah. the next episode. Um, and over time, what I realized was that it was creating a following. So they could come to the website and they could see other shows that, that, that I was on. Um, and they could, they could discover the community that mm-hmm. Story County offers as a whole. Nice. I love that. Um, and that's a great point. And I think too, it's sometimes in the situations like if you don't ask, you don't get. And to invite someone like, hey, I am approachable. You can book a call. You know, you don't have to like go through these hoops to reach me and have a conversation to build that relationship. I think that's huge. I think sometimes it's easy to be like, oh, you got to fill out this form and like pass the test and, and, you know, qualifying 
some situations warrant that I, I get it. But I think to just to have that, oh, I can talk to her. She can help me. She is approachable. I think there's something to be said for that for sure. Well, and bookkeeping is one of those things that you know when you need it and you want to check it off your list. So I love the intention behind inviting people to have a strategy call with you, because if I'm thinking about changing bookkeepers or hiring a new bookkeeper, I want to just do it. I don't want to waste the time of like, okay, I have to sign up for your opt-in and then get the emails and then then get the invitation to go on the call. So I love it. And we advise our clients on this when it makes sense Mm -hmm. for them to invite people to a call because it's going, there's certain types of products and services that like, that's, it makes sense. You need the conversation. You're not going to hit a buy button. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so when you guys connected, um, I want to touch upon Julie, your like onboarding process a little bit Mm -hmm. in that, like, how do you set those expectations? Cause I find a lot of people stepping into guesting have certain like, Oh, I'm going to get thousands of leads right off the bat. I only need to do this for a few months and have a handful of episodes. Like there's so many myths that are out there. So what kind of expectations do you set? Yeah. So, um, there are a few clarifying questions that we ask people and usually by the time they get to us, they've already been answered. But number one is that you can, you're looking for a national or an international audience, Mm -hmm. uh, podcast guesting, as you know, there, there sometimes are local shows that you could go on, but there just aren't as many. Um, the other piece Uh, is just getting clear about your goals. So is it, do you want to grow the awareness of your own podcast? Is it that you want to book more discovery calls? Are Mm -hmm. you looking for referral partners? So getting really clear on what it is that they are expecting from podcast guesting, Um, And then to your point of reframing their expectations, sometimes they think that they will go on a show and like their email list is going to grow by hundreds. Mm -hmm. Um, So just making sure that they understand that this is a long-term game. We work with our clients for a minimum of six months. Our average uh, length of client is 18 months. So they understand that this is something Mm -hmm. that they are going to do on a continual basis, going on between two and four shows a month to elevate their visibility and reach their goals long-term. So those are a few things that we Preframe with customers. Yeah, absolutely. You've got to preframe it and set those expectations for a win-win. Um, and going back to how you tracked the results in order to tweak and pivot, what are some of those metrics that you know guests should be tracking? Do you want to take that, Daniel? Do you want to take what you do? And if there's I anything. Think- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can, I can, um, I can let you know what we track. Perfect. Um, and then, you know, Julie and her team are tracking some other things that have been I'm really sure, yeah. too, in terms of, in terms of close rate. So I do feel like this was a team effort and I don't think that Julie and I would have been able to pivot as much as we did on the types of shows we were going on and, and when had we not been, been tracking the information on both sides. So when you're working with somebody like Julie and her team, um, we we can't think, oh, they're tracking everything, right? Because they're only tracking one part of the story. Um, once we're actually on the show, um, we are tracking um, num- you know, number of shows and then 
number of discovery calls from each show, uh, number of close clients from each show, the um, amounts of revenue. So for, for us in particular, we do flat rate monthly pricing. So it's the um, 12 month value of, of a new client yeah. so that we understand the very specific dollar amount of of each show and what came in. Um, and you know, you mentioned expectations in your last question. This wasn't, you know, every show is bringing in tens of thousands of dollars. There's some shows that we don't see a single discovery call and that we don't see a single client from. Um, there might be some soft things happening in the background, like yeah. maybe that that listener became a subscriber to entrepreneur money stories, or maybe they did subscribe to the, the um, email list, but our big numbers that we are tracking are um, those very specific things, because we know that our goal is new clients. If yeah. my goal uh, was the, to grow the email list, I would be doing the same thing, a number of, of uh, new subscribers and the number of people who land on the website um, that was created for that specific yeah podcast and their, and their host. For sure. And I know as an entrepreneur, you always track like, okay, how many unique views are on a landing page versus how many opt-ins. So you can, you know, there's so many different variables so you can check your conversion rates and so forth. Yeah. What did you want to add, Julie? So as an agency, and this would be something I would advise whether you're doing it on your own, or if you're hiring somebody else to pitch for you is tracking, obviously the number of yeses that you get. So if you're sending 10 pitches, Mm -hmm. um, how many yeses are you getting from that? I've heard the industry average is 12%, which in my opinion is pretty dismal. Uh, We aim for 30% or higher for our clients. Um, we also do look at what topics are resonating. So usually our clients will have three to five topics that they're speaking about on podcasts. So we look at what topics are really resonate, like which topics are we getting more yeses on? Um, we also are now starting to look at, um, what's the industry, not the industry, but what's the occupation of the host. So, um, and how that aligns with our clients. So for instance, you know, Danielle like did really well with business coaches because, you know, those are people in a complimentary service to her, um, the business coaches of that specific industry. So, um, those are a few extra things that we pay attention to. So interesting. It, it, yeah. So many nuances, right? Like to track, Mm -hmm. to think about, to be strategic, to be intentional, like, it doesn't just happen magically. <laughs> so much work goes into it. And like you said, Danielle, you've been doing this for years, but you are clearly getting results from it. So I, I love to hear that. So before we tie off, I do obviously want people to learn more about your business because I absolutely has value to podcasters, entrepreneurs in general. So how can folks find you, Danielle? Yeah. Uh, kickstartedaccountinginc.com is the best place. You can come and book a call and talk about your specific situation on a strategy call. Um, you can also listen to entrepreneur money stories. Uh, that is our podcast. Uh, we talk about all things, um, money, money mindset, and, um, understanding your numbers to make better business decisions. I love that. Good for you. And, uh, yeah, congratulations on your success. 
Thank you very much. Yeah. And of course, if you want a guest on podcasts and need help being strategical and intentional and get results, um, Julie, where can they find your awesome business? Uh, we're at yourexpertguest.com. And likewise, we love to have chats with people that are thinking about podcast guesting or already yeah. guesting and maybe not seeing the results that they want. Uh, we also have a free gift for your listeners. It is a uh, checklist to help you be the best podcast guest ever. So just what you should do before, during, and after your mm-hmm. podcast interview. Great. And you can check that out at yourexpertguest slash checklist. Perfect. All right. This was so much fun having a chat with three awesome women. <laughs> I should do this more yeah, often. Maybe you can mix this up and have it be part of your, uh, your I know, right? routine. So much Love fun. It. I appreciate you both. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you so much, Lindsay. Great to see you, Danielle. Yes. Thank you. And that is a wrap for this episode of the Leverage Your Podcast Show. What is your next step? Head to leverageyourpodcastshow.com to listen to more episodes to get more insider secrets. And if you are now itching to take advantage of the power of podcasting and launch your own podcast, be sure to grab my free launch guide at launchyourpodcastguide.com. We'll see you soon.